Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. Crazy Old Man in the Attic, episode 48. Well, on today, I can't even see you. We are, we are just good. diminishing our ability to communicate. Let us start with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton today asked for, received his release from the Cincinnati Bengals. Rumor has it that a soft landing spot for Dalton might be the New England Patriots. What do you think about that? Is that a good fit? Don't people have a, a different quarterback going to New England every day, whether it's yeah. through free agency or the draft? And every day, Bill Belichick doesn't listen to what anybody's saying on any medium or in any other room or some draft board. He didn't care. He's got whoever he wants. So, Andy, it, it makes sense that it could be a guy that Bill Belichick could like, but Andy Dalton could also go somewhere where they'd offer him more money than perhaps the Patriots would offer him, Tony. So I don't, I don't listen. I don't listen to the nonsense, the noise, as they say in professional sports, when it comes to who Bill Belichick should like. He knows who he likes. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he likes Jared Stidham, and I don't know anything about Jared Stidham, but I know that Andy Dalton's a professional quarterback. I know that he went to the playoffs four times with Cincinnati. Now, he was 0-4, and the numbers were bad. It was one touchdown and six interceptions. But Cincinnati, four times in the playoffs in the AFC that Bill Belichick is completely familiar with. I, I mean, they talk about Cam Newton. Cam Newton has some physical question marks Andy Dalton has slipped in the last couple of years. But, Mike, I think he's a professional quarterback, don't you? I do. But, you know, haven't we learned by now that whatever we think, and by we, I don't mean you, just you and me, whatever the universe thinks that Bill Belichick can do, how often does he do that? Oh, he's going to trade up. We spent days talking about how he's going to trade up to number 13 and select a quarterback in the first round. He traded down. I mean, so whenever the I start laughing when people start talking about who should fit in Bill Belichick's system, we don't have any idea. It's Tony, Andy Dalton is going to play somewhere next year. And I would think I know that most of the starting gigs seem penciled in, but I would think he could start somewhere next year. Don't you? I, I, I mean, I think he's pretty good. If he gets the ability to win a job, maybe he can do it. I mean, I think what this says about Cincinnati is they are all in with Joe Burrow. And the last oh, thing yeah. they want when, when Joe Burrow hits a rough patch, as all rookie quarterbacks do, they don't want people calling for Andy Dalton. So they cut him loose. I don't know where he's going to end up. But, but maybe it's just a change of scenery in the way that we saw Ryan Tannehill with a change of scenery and change of coaches get better. Maybe. I like that. That'd be good for Andy Dalton, wouldn't it? Get another shot at the playoffs, maybe, and get away to that one touchdown, six interception thing. Let's go to baseball for a second, Tony. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts tells USA Today, quote, there will be no asterisk, close quote, for Major League Baseball's champion of the possibly shortened and realigned season. Tony, you with Roberts and other managers out there who are expressing similar sentiments that this year's champion, whatever you want to call him, would not deserve an asterisk. Yeah, so I saw what Dave Roberts said, and I saw Dusty Baker say we're all running in the same race, and the Atlanta manager said, if you win, you win, it's great. And I agree with all of that. But here is my but. 
you know, for over 100 years, there's been an American League and a National League. And then this year, there's not going to be. There's going to be three divisions based on geography. And I'm okay with that. If you told me it was just a shortened season, I would tell you the champion has no asterisk. If you told me there were just no fans, I would tell you that the champion has no asterisk. But if you tell me we've completely realigned the divisions and there's no American League and no National League, then I'm sorry. This year, it's a great win, but there is an asterisk. Yeah, Tony, they're trying to basically say, well, Major League Baseball would have no asterisk. Of course, the sporting public might have an asterisk no matter what MLB has. But, Tony, let me go back to something. We don't even know we're getting that three, that ten-team, three division. We don't know we're getting that. We don't know what we're getting. Maybe the world takes a turn for the better quickly and we get a shortened regular season where it's the American League and the National League and people are playing in parks. We don't know. That's fine. That's and fine. So, but so I'm, I'm, I'm with you. If you just cobble something together and you have a bunch of teams playing each other, I'm sorry. The, the, the sporting public is going to say, I love this. I want it. I'm grateful to have it. But don't tell me it goes in sequence with all other 130 World Series champions or whatever, however many it is. Because it doesn't. Because the most traditional game out there is baseball. And if you don't have the American League and the National League, then you don't have tradition. It may be the greatest win ever. It may lead to a movie with Tom Hanks and Gina Davis. But as far as I'm concerned, it's going to have an asterisk. Let's move on. Yeah. But I know that you love betting stories, you and Cousin Sal. I got a betting story for you. Caesars has established the over-under on the amount of yards gained from scrimmage by Lamar Jackson. Okay? They've established it at 999 0.5 yards. He set an NFL record last year with 1,200 yards. So assuming there is a season, are you going over or under on 999.5? Not only would I go under 999.5, I'd go under 750. I might go under 650. And that's because historically nobody's done this. If the Baltimore Ravens, and the Baltimore Ravens are not some knucklehead organization. We've seen over time, particularly with this group of people, even though Ozzie Newsom's not there anymore, John Harbaugh is, and the owner, Steve Bashotti, is, they're not dunces. They're not going to allow him to just run himself to death, and they're not going to run him to death, Tony. I can't see that. And if he goes for a 1,000 yards again, they're going to be running him to death into the ground. I don't see it happening it's going to be a lot fewer yards. They went out and they got him weapons to use, including a running back, to take the load off of him in this upcoming season. If there is one, no, under, way under. So let's speak specifically to what Baltimore did in the draft. The running back is J.K. Dobbins of Ohio State. They're going to want Lamar Jackson to hand him the ball. They picked up a wide receiver out of Texas, Devin DuVernay. They're going to want Jackson to throw him the ball because their wideouts were among the worst in the league last year. They don't want to run the guy to death. Of course they don't. There's a great statistic that the last three guys to go over 900 yards in a single season, Michael Vick twice, Randall Cunningham, who I loved, and Bobby Douglas, who you grew up My with, man. with the Bears, yeah. the next year they were all under 600 yards. All you have to do is look at RG3. You cannot hand Jackson the ball. You have to say to him, get rid of the ball. Get rid of the ball. We cannot have this. No.
Tony, you have to if you have to tweak the offense, whatever you have to have to do. John Harbaugh is aware of the, the it's not the numbers, but the trends. He's aware historically of what this is. or He will be made if he's not already. And I'm sure he is. So, no, under it's not going to happen. You and these betting stories. What is, I'm going to start calling you Uncle Sal, Uncle Sal in the attic. Crazy old man locked in the attic up there. The uh, Tony, the NBA is considering you'll love this uh, a plan. You love plans. A Disney World plan as a possible location to stage the completion of its season. They would play these games at various courts. They have multiple courts on the Disney Sports Complex. I've been there. It's fabulous. Tony, they'd be dealing with one of their partners, television partners, ABC, ESPN. What do you think of the plan? Look, I don't care. I like the plan for a lot of reasons. I don't care where they do it. And I don't care when they do it, but I'm going to differentiate the NHL and the NBA from baseball and football. If baseball never starts, okay. If football never starts, okay. But the NHL and the NBA have gone basically all the way through the regular season. 80%. They have to finish, Mike. They have to get a champion. I agree with you completely that, that there's a corporate partnership here. I think Orlando is different than Las Vegas. I think there's less chance to get in trouble you, you play these games out, Mike. Each week you do a round of the playoffs, and half the people go home. They're not in the bubble anymore. This <laughs> makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense to me, and I want to make sure that the NBA and the NHL crown a champion, even, Mike, if it pushes the start of next season. I agree with that, Tony. I think both those leagues need to. I believe they they feel that way. The owners and commissioners in both those sports feel that way. And, Tony, the Disney plan makes a whole lot more sense in Vegas. But, but let me just caution for a second, Tone. Anytime you have to have people, you're gonna, you can have the testing. And, of course, this would include uh, the people hosting it and the staffs around, the people all throughout the, the, the Disney compound where players and coaches and staffs would be staying. And all this seems possible. But are you going to tell me that? 22, 23, 25, 30 even year old men are not going to try to get off campus and get away and see what adventures are out there. Do you, you don't, you're not on social media. You don't know that every day now there are just f- pictures and posts of dozens and hundreds of people having parties and house parties and all these things are going on with people their age. Tony, it's still a difficult thing to get them and have them sequestered on any campus. But I think that Disney plan is the, is the best one I've heard so far. I'm going to push back a little bit because the leader of the NBA right now as a player is LeBron James. And he wants to be finished. He wants there to be a championship. Yes, and I does. think the older players would say to the younger players, we're not asking you to do this for four months like a baseball plan. <laughs> right. The most this is going to be is a month. Give up some of the things you want to do so that we get a champion for a month. We have hotel rooms. We have food. We have distractions. Just do this for a limited amount of time for the greater good. And I think, Mike, I think that appeal would work. I'm different than you on this particular thing because I don't think it's four months. I think it's a month. You're so hopeful. Suppose somebody decides to pin you, lock you down. I'm saying, suppose somebody just has to lock you down in that attic for about uh, three, four weeks. How would that work? Let me tell you something. I've been locked down here for over two hours today, and that's why I can't see you. And I'm sitting <laughs> here, and the whole world thinks I'm happy. Uh, Let's move on. 
All right, Sage and Carl, you know, I got to pick at him. I got to poke the bear up in the attic. Can't see you. Can't see them. Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like your mom, when you fill out really, really important paperwork on the first day of a new job. Name, check, birthday, social security, is that a thing? Hey, mom, what is my social security number? Mom, mom, mom. Okay, let's guess. Uh, zero, zero, one, seven. Oh, Gemini. Hashtag done. Geico, always there for you with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Can't see you. Hope you can see me. Time for the happy. How great is this? Happy 59th birthday, Isaiah Thomas. Every day lately, we talk about Isaiah Thomas. So let's review exactly how great he was. He won an NCAA title in 1981 at Indiana and was named most outstanding player in the Final Four. He won two NBA titles with the Detroit Pistons, 1989-1990, playing for the infamous Bad Boys with Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn, Joe Dumars, Mark Aguirre. He's one of the 50 greatest players of all time. He was a baby-faced assassin. He was a 12-time All-Star, and he may have been the greatest small guard ever. Averaged 19 points and 9 assists throughout his career, and that was his team. And what do we talk about every day now? That he wasn't on the dream team, which he should have been on merit. But the other players didn't want him, including Michael Jordan. Let it go, Isaiah. Let it go with Michael Jordan. All right, I'm not plowing that ground anymore. In my house, Tony, where a 12-year-old point guard loves to watch, you know, his his iPad, which I think is what you're on right now, it's always Dad. Allen Iverson was so great. Dad, Kyrie Irving so great. These must have been the greatest small guards ever, right? Eh, wrong answer, Matthew. Isaiah Thomas is the great. Even greater than John Stockton. He won twice, Isaiah did. I'm sorry, it's Isaiah. And Tony, you've mentioned one of the 50 greatest players of all time. One of the three greatest players in the state of Illinois, in my opinion, Dwayne Wade, George Mikan, Isaiah Thomas, however you want to order them. I don't even know who the fourth head on Rushmore in Illinois is. And we all care about the fourth head you in should. Illinois. You and how should. great is this? Happy anniversary, Michael Jordan. On this day 29 <laughs> years ago, Jordan dunked on Patrick Ewing so hard that the whole world shook. It was in game four of the playoff series, the Bulls would sweep on their way to Jordan's first title and a 15-2 and record in the playoffs. Jordan dribbled around, Kiki Vandaway, Mark Jackson double team, juked his way past the Jackson-Charles Oakley double team, and threw it down on Ewing. Jordan would later call this his most memorable dunk, largely because of his friendship with Ewing. Jordan said, quote, I told him Georgetown guys don't block shots, they just take charges. And I dunked it so hard on him, it was unbelievable, unquote. Jordan finished the game with 33 points, 7 assists, and 6 steals. From there, the Bulls beat Charles Barkley 76ers 4-1. to And from there, the Bulls swept the bad boy Pistons, which led to Isaiah Thomas walking off the court without a handshake, which led to the dream team. And, Will Bond, isn't that where we came in? 
Yes, it is, Tony. By the way, it wasn't Mark Jackson. It was John Starks. He got Kiki and he got Starks. He got Oakley. Head fake Oakley back to the middle of the court and got Oakley again on the baseline and then flushed it on Patrick Ewing. It is the greatest dunk to me of Jordan's career. I think it's the greatest dunk of all time because it was in the playoffs, dude. In the playoffs. Not some dunk contest. The playoffs. Playoffs. Happy trails to retirement for Manny Ramirez. At one month shy of 48 years old, Ramirez told the Taiwan Times that his goal for 2020 is to return to Taiwan's Chinese Professional Baseball League. There are apparently five teams in the league, and he will play for any one of them. The last time Manny played there was 2013. When he was 41 years old, he hit 352. He had eight homers, batted in 43 runs in 49 games for the EDA Rhinos. Manny told the Times, quote, I've been itching to get back into the batter's box and be able to compete again. I also miss being around teammates and team dinners post-game, unquote. Let me stop here for a second and applaud Manny for recognizing the importance of free food. Manny was a feared slugger who hit 555 home runs in the majors. He made 12 all-star teams and was on two World Series champions with the Red Sox. The last time he played in the majors was 2011, but he said, quote, I've been working out daily with only one thing in mind, how to get back on the field. Tony, that was so well done that I'm just going to just toast to Manny, another old man. We like old men on this show. Don't worry. You know what's in here, Tony? Ginger ale. So we're going to toast Manny, hope that he winds up rolling out of bed to hit because we know he can. And we're going to throw it back, 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 back to Carl and Sage. And again, I couldn't see the toast because I can't see you. 